yes welcome 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 to another amazing episode on our podcast on bothered yes on bothered you're welcome to another amazing episode my name is adebo ali and of course i'm not here by myself as usual i have with me adesomi adebumi hi everyone it's good to have you back again it's good for us to be back again with you guys um how have you been How's everything been with you? Um, yes, like we say now, hope you've been keeping safe. Yes. Um, hope you are adhering to all the guidelines from all the health authorities. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're still here to hear us. We are glad we're still here to also share with you our viewpoints on Unbothered. Right? So, um, I think we can just crack right into it. No, I think before we actually get into it, I think it's really important as well that since you've obviously asked them, you know, are you keeping safe? I think most importantly as well is like, you know, are you also keeping sane as well? Are you coping, adjusting, settling to the new life um, in this, you know, COVID situation that we found ourselves? So... We just have to keep it together, I guess, and then um, keep it moving, adjust accordingly, you know, don't get carried away. Whether the numbers are dropping or numbers are increasing, just make sure you're obviously following the rules, of uh, the WHO rules, wear your mask as much as possible, social distance, which I know it can be really, really hard when it comes to social distance. But hey, we have to do what we have to do to be safe, I guess. So today we're going to have an amazing um, topic on... Um, Today's podcast, we're going to be having something quite interesting, how we can adjust and settle with all the new rules and regulations as regards the workplace, for example, rules and regulations as you get back to work, rules and regulations as you get back to your business, and as you just face the new norm that we actually find ourselves. So I'm going to let Sami kick off and then we would continue as well. Right. Yes. Um, just like you said... Um, how do we, how do we, so, um, literally, um, how do we adjust to work now that the economy seems to be opening up already and and stuff, because it's really important, um, at this stage, you know, that we have our heads in the right place. We have our hearts in the right place. We, we have our mind in the right place. Just like she said, you know, um, it's not just about you keeping safe. Now, it's about also keeping sane because whether you like it or not, your employer needs you to be sane. Um, you yourself as a business owner, as a business leader, whatever field you find yourself, you need yourself to be sane and your staff to also be sane. So um, I'm literally going to be um, sharing with you this podcast today about the how of happiness you know, um, how that can help you because if you need to be in a state of happiness as you go back to work, you know, don't get, uh, don't get weighed down by everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, we know many of us are kind of afraid of, I'm scared. you know, is our work still waiting for us? I'm not um, going to adjust to the new normal work. Exactly. You know, how we are adjusting. Some of us have even come to realize that, hey, maybe my employer even thinks I'm not that important anymore. You know, um, there are some things you ought to do for that, but that's not for this podcast. But today, we just want to, we need to be happy. Yeah. We need to be happy, right? You know, it, I don't know if I'm sounding very happy. I'm very tired. That's why I'm not very, <laughs> that's why I'm probably not sounding Whatever happens very to happy. What you preach? Right? But I'm very happy. I'm, I'm happy. We need to be, we need to be in a happy place, okay, for, um, 
going back to work. So, yes, like I said, the how of happiness. And, you know, uh, one thing Debo is really into uh, now is mental health. Okay? Like your mental health. And you can't take happiness away from, from that also. Absolutely. You know, you need to be happy. So the first thing I'm going to want to say to you is this. No one else can make you happy. Nothing in terms of material things can make you happy. Deciding to be happy starts by you. You, you. have to be... Exactly, starts with you, thank you. You yeah. have to be intentional yeah. about your happiness. And I'm going to say this to you. Happiness is not a state that you fall into. Rather, happiness can be a cultivated activity by you. Alright? Happiness is not a state that you fall into. Rather, happiness can be a cultivated activity. And, you see, um, like Debo would always say, you know, Debo is a HR practitioner and um, and that's why I'm not surprised she's really concerned so much about mental health at this, at this, at this time. And one thing that she tries to let people know uh, right now, and she's going to say that herself because I'm not her spokesperson, right? You yeah, know, yeah. One thing, right, one thing she's always going to say to people is you cannot let the stress of life, stress of work, mess up with your head at any point in time, okay? All right, so you have to create activities. You have to cultivate activities that is going to make you happy. So as we go ahead... Um, Whilst I try to yield back to, to Debo right now, as we go ahead, I just want you to follow certain things. We're going to look at determinants of happiness, that is a set point, life circumstances, and the intentional activities that, you know, we need to we need to take. It's not going to be a very long podcast today, Absolutely. you know, so that you're happy to go back to every other thing you're doing. You didn't get bored by our conversations. You know. So, um, but this topic is actually very important you know, as I mean, I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's very important as people are getting ready to go back to work, uh, go back to their businesses. Some don't even know what they're going to meet Absolutely. when they get to work to their business. Some don't even know that some of their staff are not coming back back to work. Yeah, anymore. This is actually you know. spot on based on what you've said because I know that during this whole shutdown, quite a number of people have basically said that you know, as they've been working from home, they actually prefer to stay home and actually continue working from home. Some of them are not happy to go back. Some of them are actually scared about going back to work and not knowing what to expect when they get back to work. You know, just like you said, some some of them are just basically thinking like, okay, while there was shutdown going on, I didn't keep in touch with my boss. Does that literally mean that I'm going to get fired? Everyone is going back to work thinking, panicking, like, am I going to be one of the weakest links? Am I... Do I still have a job? And all that's actually out there, you know, it is scary. People, it's just a time of uncertainty. And that's quite understandable because COVID was uncertain as well. We didn't expect it. So we, and it came and then we are trying to adjust ourselves to it. So it's a two-way street. HR is also, for HR professionals out there, they know the struggle they've been facing from day one when COVID came into play, trying to make sure that, you know, they have the proper programs to deal with employees those are going to be working from home those are still be coming to work like i know in some organizations like 60 percent of the employees are actually still working from home and the other 40 percent or 35 percent you know are going to work physically as we face off from the curfew from the short from the shutdown so 
It's about managing your expectations. And what Sami just said is about being happy. Your mental health is the number one area that you have to prepare yourself. You know, even HR professional out there, that's one of that's one of the things that's actually in their program, mental health, how to manage employees working from home, how to manage their own mental health, and how to manage mental health, those coming into work. I remember I was, my friend was sharing me about how he's going to be so paranoid having to go back to work, having to get on the lift. And he lives in New York. You know, this, this was like one of the major hotspots yeah. for the yeah. you know, coronavirus. So he's actually thinking like, okay, he's going to be extremely paranoid having to go back to work, you know, getting on the lift, having to have conversations with his friends, going to the canteen. So different organizations are different organizations are putting in different, you know, programs to just make sure that everyone is able to be faced back into work and able to also settle in with all of the various changes going on. You know, now it's going to be a situation of like maybe after every two hours, there's going to be like a, you know, mopping down of work of desktops and everywhere. You have to make sure that you're having your mask on. You have to make sure that you have your sanitizers. You're washing your hand at in, in, intervals. So it is a different ball game now. And therefore, you just have to adjust. It's and a whole lot, isn't it? it? And it's a whole lot. It's so that's lot. actually enough to even disturb you mentally. But you have to prepare yourself mentally for the changes that are about to come. You have to understand that it is for your own good. And also, and that's from the employee's point of view. From the employer's point of view, you have to understand that whatever programs they're actually bringing into place, it's not that you're going to one organization and you're trying to steal their ideas and bring them to your organization. It might literally flop. It might literally fail. So if you're going to go and figure out what employee program a, part, part, a company A is actually using for their employees and you bring it to your company B, it might literally flop. So you need to figure out what works for your own company. You need to figure out what works for your organization. You need to figure out what works for your business. Mm. So it's really important that whatever programs that you are bringing into play, your employees are also in the, you know, picture. In, the, in the picture, yeah. in, 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 in the decision-making as well. Figure out, okay, would this work for this person? Would this work for... What will literally work for everybody that everybody... Um, like when the program now comes into play, it will not be a total flop. Yeah. So they have to be in your decision making. They also have to you have to remember that be open minded to you know feedbacks as well. So what you have to understand totally that we are moving from a transactional HR to a transformational HR. Therefore, and in Sumi's world, when it comes to leadership, leadership in the workplace is going to be all about transformational. Yeah, I'm moving away from transactional. Not saying that we're getting rid totally of transactional HR. But having a way where transactional HR and transform transformational HR can work hand in hand, or using trans the new approach of transform the uh, transformational mode of HR, and also imbibing the approach of transactional HR. If you understand what I'm saying, I hope I'm not confused you. So in those areas of you know administrative, the way things are being done transactionally, but now using technology, for example, technology will be major as HR moves forward, as the workplace moves forward. You know, technology would be major because we're going to be having using technology for appraisals now, technology for um, for our meetings. Like a colleague of mine was saying to me that the other day that they have meetings now at, at work, but it is on Zoom. It's virtually, even though everybody's next door to each other, they don't actually meet in the meeting room anymore. They actually virtually. So technology is going to be the major area that a lot of organizations are going to be 
using a major area that you know they'll be counting on in order to make the workplace move forward as we adjust and settle ourselves and walk through this this covid period and trying to move post post covid so it's really important that you know even leaders in these organizations are also open-minded to that because i know that we can get carried away with our what we're used to when it comes to transactional hr but now it's all about employee engagement it's all about employees wellness it's all about the workplace wellness it's all about how to make sure that everybody is on board it's all about transparency it's a different ball game now so everybody has their part to play and in, in, at this at, at this point i want us to understand that whether you're an employer or an employee everybody has to understand that you have to be open-minded about every every change going on in the workplace you have to be open-minded you have to be flexible because now it seems as if nine to five will be out the window mm. some people are going to probably going to be you know rocking three jobs absolutely you know at different times going to yeah. be a lot of flexible working going on at this point in time because we've always felt that it was never going to be that case previously, but now we figured out actually we can do it. Yeah. When we had this, you know this shutdown for like five six weeks, depending on where you are around the world, yeah, it was doable. Yeah. So you have to understand that you have to be open minded at this point, open to negotiation, be flexible, and you know try to meet each other, employer and employee, meet each other at the middle, and you know for things to actually work effectively. Right. Yeah. So that's fantastic. You know, um, I mean, ain't she great? Like she, she was just going on. I was just looking at her mouth as she was talking, like just talking. I'm like, oh my God, that's my wife right there. You know, um, that's fantastic though. Um, I mean, she's, she's right on point. Um, and I like the angle that she said, transactional HR, um, to transformational HR, you know, um, taking a leaf out of what we have in leadership. So, um, now she's giving you the technical aspects of things. And yes, I, I, um, you would, you would agree with me that what you've seen on social media, um, almost every platform nowadays is how, um, people are helping people to get ready back for work. But, um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I, and I fall foul of this also. Um, I think there's so much fear that has been instilled in people, you know, um, People are even afraid. Oh my God! I don't have all these things. I don't have all that thing. You know. Yes, you should have all the things that 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 that's required for the new normal. Because um, from my experience, I, I, and I mean, and I've been in um, in leadership for a long time now um, through courses, through position uh, um, position in organization and stuff to know that. One thing that employee, employers want mainly right now is someone who can bring positive vibes to their team. Okay? And so any form of negativity. Yes. Positive vibes includes value, includes good spirit, team spirit, uh, you know. Uh, and anybody, anything that wants to bring something negative in that space, you know, they all want to do away with. Especially in this time, now more than ever, it is not business as usual. Anyways, I'll come back. We'll go for a quick break now. By the time I get back, we'll look straight into the determinants of happiness, how you can go, uh, how you can cultivate a new habit of happiness. And guess what? What I know is going to make you happy. I'm going to share with you the business case of happiness. Aha! I know you really want to hear that, isn't it? The business is called happiness. So don't go away. We just have a little break and we'll be back soon.
absolutely welcome back oh such 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 an amazing um episode we're actually discussing today because i know that quite a number of people have just been trying to figure out how they're gonna literally cope how they're gonna cope moving forward how they're gonna cope you know now that even like this you know just dealing with homeschooling is actually crazy mm-hmm. i know i've been driving myself crazy with homeschooling as well so it is affecting everyone and that's the funny thing about it it's not like one person or a group of people it is every single person so you know somebody told us before the break that it was going to share with us things about happy it's all about being happy remember that um and maybe we can play towards the end remember the um viral i'm happy Oh, sorry. Really? I just got happy, man. You don't know the words to the song. I just got happy. That's sad. No, I, I know the words to this. What you mean? Because my I'm boy. happy, clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Yep, I got it. I'm, I'm happy. Clap along if you feel you like went to happiness five. is the truth. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel that happiness is the truth. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like that's what you want to do. No, that's it. I think that's you it. can shut up there. Okay. All right, then. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, it was just a happy moment for us, too. Um, you, you see, in the midst of everything, you just have to be happy. You need to find what makes you happy. Absolutely. All right? Um, I know a number of you who are listening to this podcast, like some of our friends, family, followers from Canada, US, Nigeria, Kenya, everywhere. United um, Kingdom. Well, some of you are business owners already, and I'm sure you know what we're talking about. You do not want a grumpy staff. You know, we do not want... I mean, it doesn't mean you, you, you don't have empathy with what they're going through. But, I mean, imagine every time you see a, sunk, a, a sunken and sulky face every time. I mean, it brings down the morale of... Of, of your of your team and so as an employer you don't want that and the same thing goes for other team members you know you don't want a team member um to be the to be the downer all the time all right yeah. so and that's why it is important as we're going back because you see um one of the major things that everyone needs to have right now is upskilling you know as we go back into work yeah. all right you gotta up- upskill so now well, can some, I, can I some of you have not sorry can i explain okay. very quickly you talk about upskill what is the best of upskill or reskill? To be honest, we're going to get into that, but not at this. All right, then. Not that's, at this. Yeah, you know, you have, to upskill, you have to upskill. You have to. You have to upskill um, because of all that is going on. Because it's not business as usual, as we have said before. You need to improve on quite a number of things. Um, what sh- this, the things you th- you think or you thought you had before COVID are not necessarily as important anymore after it okay it's it's all gone bonkers but that's not our focus for today okay i do not want to bring you down the more okay so for you that your boss is still giving a level playing ground okay um you need to get this straight okay i know you're worried i know you're worried as a business owner that how how would you pay the salaries Right, I know you're worried as an employee that is my job still there. Um, are they going to pay my salaries? I know you're worried about your school fees, about your kids' school fees. I know you're worried about so many things, even health-wise. Okay, but one thing that is not going to increase your level of productivity, one thing that's going to bring your performance level down, is you to be in a state of perpetual sadness. All right, you cannot afford to be unhappy. You need to make yourself happy. 
if you joined us at the beginning of this podcast, I stated something. I said, happiness is not a state that you fall into. Contrary to what we believe, happiness is not a state that you fall into. Happiness is not a function of an external factor. Rather, happiness can be a cultivated activity. Okay, it can be a function of internal factors from you. Okay, happiness is not a state that you fall into. Rather, happiness can be a cultivated activity. Right? So, I'm just going to tell you about the how of happiness. All right? You see, happiness, right? You can, you can trust happiness like your exercise routine. You can commit to it and you can work at it. Okay? Um, intentional activities that can help you um, build up your, your happiness level. For example, these are behaviors and practices that you voluntarily pursue. I mean, for example, you can derive happiness from helping others. You can derive happiness from adopting a positive attitude. You can derive happiness even from exercising. I don't know about that. I don't know about that for me, though, right? <laughs> you know, and you can derive happiness from from striving for goals. Now, that works more with me. All right. Basically, in essence, you should you should figure out what works for you. OK, whatever that makes you happy. Um, just just um, some days back, I was I was I, I was with um, a man who just recently turned 80 years. All right. And I mean, if you see this man, you would not even know that he's even 70. But, you know, one thing this man has always done from his young days when he was in England. The man lives in Nigeria now. Right. From his young days when he was in England is he runs. He runs every morning. And then at some point in time, he realized that when he has headache or he's not feeling too fine, it's because he hasn't he hasn't jogged in the morning. You know, he hasn't jogged that day. And so when he's feeling down, he's feeling a bit depressed, he goes on a run and he comes back all chappy. All right. See, that works for him. OK, so these are some of the things that you can do. Now, what are the determinants of happiness? So I'm going to give you this right. right. So you remember I said to you that we're going to look at set points, life circumstances and inter intentional activities. OK, so what are the set points? Set points, you know, um, picture it this way. OK, set points are the things that trigger us. All right. Now, set points, unfortunately, right accounts for 50% of our overall happiness. And sadly, it is genetically determined. Okay? This means each of us have a set point. Alright? This is that genetically determined. Okay? Now, life circumstances only accounts for 10% of our happiness. Alright? 10% of our happiness is determined by life circumstances. And what are life circumstances? That is, our material wealth our employment, just like we are saying, our income level, expenditure levels, all those kind of things, those are life circumstances. They, they, so this is the funny thing. It's not amazing that the things I just mentioned, your employment, which means salary, okay? Your material worth, which, which means what you have. Income, what comes in for you. School fees, what goes at expenditure level and the likes. It's not amazing that we say those are the things that determine majorly our happiness. It's not, it's not funny, um, Debo. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's quite funny because you notice that one of the times I ask most sad is when you do not have enough money in your account. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what next. Exactly. Or just like what we are saying right now, that you don't know whether your job is still waiting for you. Absolutely. You know, employment levels. You know, however, research has shown that this only have, uh, account for 10% of our happiness level. See, I don't know about you, 
but that's it, it seems to me that hope is rising hope is rising okay now do you know what accounts for 40 percent of our happiness our intentional activities our intentional activities account for 40 percent of our happiness that is the be the behavior or practices that we voluntarily pursue so this means that if i can pursue certain things intentionally yes. things that make me happy it can override the 10 percent of the other things in terms of my life circumstances okay. that put me down so which then means so um so let me just put it this way right if we can focus on our intentional activities which research has shown accounts for 40 percent of our happiness then it can override that little bit that we actually we actually hold so sacred okay. all right what it just means is if you focus on those things it can give you the right impetus to actually drive up your life circumstances okay. it can it can convert the negativity of life circumstances into positivity just like we have said if you're saying you're not sure about your employment level when you go back to work and you remain you let that override everything about you you could actually make things worse uh -huh. but if you focus on your voluntary activities things that make you happy okay that can actually help your performance level at work and actually guarantee your work back when you when when covid when covid guns uh, goes and, and, and what is this oftentimes we have all of us all of us all of us you know myself inclusive have this thing that we call the hedonic treadmill what does hedonic treadmill mean it means these are when we desire happiness through life circumstances such as new salary new home um new for new stream of income initially right we are at the height of our happiness when this happens to us initially however after a while we are just to the situation and we go back to the beginning and that's why you notice that when you buy a new car you're so very happy over the time it's almost it's almost gone you know it's almost uh, one of them yeah. or this is the best look at when you're looking for work and you're applying 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 then you get a job and you, in fact you literally have to do thanksgiving isn't it amazing that after a month or so you have like oh, that work is so tiring I want to change my do you get me that's what we call the hedonic treadmill okay and and that's that's to prove to you that life circumstances are ephemeral okay pursue voluntary activities that can make you happy now like i said before we went on the break the business case of happiness many people say that happiness is overrated all right they say happiness is overrated but here's the business case of happiness okay let me tell you what happens to happy people happy people perform better at work fact hr am i wrong or right right good happy people perform better at work all right now happy people are more less likely to get sick that's true since my wife has been making me very happy that is the boy right she's been making me I've, I've not really been sick you know but before i used to i used to be sick a lot really a lot sorry okay sorry <laughs> right so happy people are more less likely to get sick okay happy people are less likely to suffer from debilitating diseases all right these are business facts to happiness and happy people are better organized and happy people have better social relationships okay now unhappy people they are more absent from work 
they change jobs more often. That's true. They are less cooperative Very in a team. They are the difficult ones. They are less helpful. They perform worse. Their performance level is low. And they negatively affect the loyalty okay. of customers and clients and in a business place. And also employees as well. Do you they, get me? They also so, affect for their colleagues as well. Exactly. exactly. So yeah. when you have this, your productivity is low. Which business owner is going to retain you? Please tell me. So this is a business case for happiness. You need to pursue it intentionally. All right, so that you can have a good. Um, you can. You can. You can have proper stability as you go forward. Happiness is key. Literally. Absolutely, I think that's totally spot on, and I like the way you're bringing the business aspect of happiness compared to when we come from like the mental health aspect of it yeah so i'm, I'm glad we're able to get that balance and also let us see the different sides here so i always say that everything starts with you absolutely you are central yes you know even the bible says that for those of us that read the bible says that you know love your your neighbor as yourself that means that if you don't love if you cannot love yourself you can't can love, you love your neighbor. So therefore, you have to work on yourself. Everything starts with you. So you need to be happy for you to be able to be happy at work or, you know, bring that positivity into the work. Even within the family. Or within the family, wherever you find yourself. So as long as you take care of yourself, that is central. You are central to everything. So if you are not 100%, the truth is, you can't be 100% in anything else, whether in your career, in your business, or in your relationships, you can't be 100% because you are not happy you are not giving your 100 percent. so that that is totally key you, we in this point at this point in time i know that quite a number of people struggled you know people that are single people that are in relationships with the kids being on everybody struggled everybody had one or two things that they struggled with during this covid period and therefore we just had to walk around it so it's important and now that we are facing back into our new norm yeah. like they put it we have to try and figure out what we need to do to make sure that we we are normal and we are sane mm -hmm. so whatever works for you if it's affirmation do it if it's prayers do yeah, it if you have absolutely. to see if you have to see a therapist Your voluntary activities yes. you know, if you have to see a therapist do it if you have to go online and have conversations and always have a um, zoom meeting with your friends or family do it do whatever works for you or binge your netflix or binge your netflix if you want to netflix and chill do it. If it's about food. Not that productive hours, though, please. If it's food, do it. If you have to job search, if you have to, you know, dust that CV up, you know. I know I was asking, you know, something about up, um, upskilling and, and reskilling. Upskilling and reskilling as well, you know, however it works for you. Now, um, a friend of mine was sharing that. Now, when it comes to promotion, it's about la uh, lateral promotion. Now, most people are always looking like towards upwards promotion. But now, if you are offered, you know, promotions probably on the same level same salary taking because i think that that is the way to the top now so however it's, it's it's been an amazing conversation just knowing that you know we're all in this together everyone's trying to figure out what works for them and what works for you might different from what works for me and what works for some of you might be different from what works for you so yeah. just having to understand that we're all in this together figure out you figure out what works for you i know there are quite a number of distractions out there with the news and everything but figure out what works for you but what is most important is we can't be on shutdown forever so we have to figure no. out how to work this new norm that we have actually found ourselves 
So basically, we do not have a choice. So Absolutely. let's get with it and let's do what we need to do to be on top. So, um, any Absolutely. So, um, no, um, yes, I mean, we are, we are rounding up now, but what are our takers from today? Be happy. Okay? Yes. Straight up. Be happy. Be prepared. Absolutely. Put in the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, be prepared. Put in the work. Do what you need to do to get where you want to go to. And I've learned something, you know, um, the transactional HR. Absolutely. Uh, it's all about moving, transformational HR Moving now. to transformational Absolutely. HR. Absolutely. That's what know, it is. Uh, wellness. We employee yes, engagement. Wellness. Employee communication. Employee feedback. Yes. Negotiation. It's, that's what it's, it's literally going to be about. So Absolutely. Ready Absolutely. for the new... For the new workplace, I know we used to say before that the future, we always say something in word of HR about the future of work, the future of work. But sadly, or unexpectedly, the future of work is here now. Yeah, so, so uh, I mean, yes, and remember, right? Happiness is not a state. Happiness is not a state that you fall into. Rather, it can be cultivated. It absolutely. can be a cultivated activity. Totally. And the business case of happiness of you know is one thing i love so much happy people perform better at work so sure. please be happy happy people are less likely to get sick if you want, don't want to go to the hospital be happy happy people are less likely to suffer from debilitating diseases happy people are better organized happy people have better social relationship like that man said okay the great bob Marley. Hmm? He said, don't worry, be happy. Absolutely. That's it for me today. My name remains always Adesomi Adebumi and my delectable, beautiful partner. Adebowali Adebumi. But I just want to say thank you everyone for joining us today. You know, now we are just sitting and we are settling to the new norm. We're going to be hearing more of us. I think in an, on our next um, podcast, we're going to talk about the racism, the old George Floyd, uh, Floyd situation. Don't even get me started with that. I know, the old George Floyd because situation. Because I've gone through it. Our leadership um, has been helpful or not helpful in that situation. And also the rape situation as well in my country, Nigeria, and how people are just taking a backseat as regards um, the rape situation in my country. So it's going to be an interesting episode on our next podcast. podcast all right guys take care everyone remain unbothered remain unbothered by everything going on around you bye guys bye take care